Well, hello. So we are uh, going to now debrief October's Secretariat, uh, connected to the Secretariat call. And that was when they did their famous Mythbusters. We are fortunate that we have an extra special guest, Dr. Tanya Fancher, with us. And why <laughs> is she with us? Because she actually just did last month's with us about the LCME. And she was so good. We said, please stay. And she agreed to stay. So to do Mythbusters. So we're super excited. All right. So again, I'm Jenny Krishner from Krishner Strategies. And I have with me my associate in crime. Hi, Colleen Hayden, also from Krishna Strategies. <laughs> all right. So we, uh, lots of like all kinds of stuff talked about at that Mythbuster episode that they had. We've each picked a favorite that we're going to um, kind of talk about and bring up. So Colleen, do you want to go first with your favorite topic of discussion at this last month's Secretariat call? Yes. It's not necessarily my favorite topic of discussion, period. <laughs> but yes, from this Secretariat call. So I know we've brought this up in this context before and questions are always asked about the uh, memorandums of understanding that the schools should have if they share a site with other learners from, and that white paper that the LCME always talks about is for LCME accredited schools. But it looks like they said, LCME expects that students taught by their, um, that there should be, I'm sorry, that there is the same requirements from the white paper about LCME accredited schools for DO schools. So if you are a school that shares a site for clinical education and it's a DO school with your LCME school, get that MOU signed. Make sure both of the schools are in agreement that they understand. There was other stuff in the Mythbusters talking about kind of just general best practices. If you can and have resources, remember, and they're always checking on your resources, make sure, um, try to keep those separate. Like don't even stick them on the same team. Don't even get into the pickle where you're trying to determine, you know, does the faculty really know whose learning objectives are this or what the assessment requirements are for that? Just put them on separate teams. Um, so I think this is actually really helpful um, for schools who have brought this up for questions. I mean, for years now, um, and now at least they said it. They might not hold true to it, but like for now, I would say best practice, get your MOUs. And we've always, I, I've always upheld you should just do it for a DO school, but I've had some people say, well, we don't really have to. And I'm like, well, I think you do. So err on the side of caution. I'm just... right again. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, okay, there you go. Um, yes. All right. Um, and I have to say one other thing, I think it's really um, cute. Like sometimes like when uh, schools are getting questioned or especially like in mocks and people they'll, they'll ask about this and people will say, oh yes, we have students from other schools and they'll kind of talk about how great it is to get like this, you know, extra learning and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, you're sinking yourself. Just stop with that. Just stop. It's not good from the LCME's perspective. It's just not. So don't, yeah, sure. It could be good. Like so many things, of course it's actually good, but not for the LCME, it's not good. So there you go. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk about um, my favorite, again, not favorite, that's all facetious, about this issue of what do your, you know, on your ISA, your GQ, like what, what do your benchmarks have to be? And so it was brought up, we must establish benchmarks higher than 80%, right, of satisfaction and such in our assessments. And they said, myth, LCME does not set benchmark numbers for schools. Um, LCME will look at dissatisfaction if hovering around 20%. And the school must investigate, plan to prove this area. So, so they came out and said it, which is a good thing. Again, I'm going to always argue 20% dissatisfaction means 20% freaking satisfaction. Where can you get like 80? I mean, come on. Okay, but but they've said it. So if you're if you think you're doing great because you've got 80% satisfaction, 
Well, my friends, not so much because if 20% are dissatisfied, you've got a problem. Now let's look at those pesky NAs, right? Because that's something that people are always like, what do we do with all the NAs? And again, they reiterate in the, in the Mythbusters, they say um, you have to include NAs into your denominator, but they look at dissatisfaction, not, not NAs with ISA questions. But, but here, here's the thing, and they kind of talk about, I'm gonna go into a little bit more. So, so we know that if there's high NAs, then your, your satisfaction is gonna look lower, right? Because it's just less numbers, right? So, so that's gonna look, uh-oh, my satisfaction is lower. You know, oh, that's because I've got this high NAs. Where I see schools get in trouble is, you have to know why it's NA. Because it can be two things. It can be one, everybody knows about X, Y, or Z service, financial aid, career advising, personal counseling, and they literally just don't need it. So that's why it's NA. Or it could be NA because they are actually, they don't know about the resources. It's their passive way of making a statement that they don't actually like the resources, right? If they don't want to say dissatisfied. So you have to know why it's an A. And when you are getting your student group together, you have to explain to them that when they get to write that little paragraph after each question, they need to explain the NAs. So that, that I think is really critical. Like an example is for financial aid, we had very high NAs. And that is literally because we could show data a, a, huge number of students actually did not get any financial aid. So it's not that they didn't, they didn't mm. need it, they didn't get it. So we were able to say, we've got 35% NAs because 35% of our students don't have financial aid. Um, so we just I looked at this. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. no, we were just looking at a course evaluation for us and there were NAs for the assessment was appropriate for the course. Mm. You're like, that's probably not okay to have NAs there, right? Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Yep. Colleen, so I was going to be devil's advocate to you, Jenny, about okay. like the financial aid one, only because what if you can say only 35% of our students take financial aid? So really that's the only 35% who should respond to the question, but like 85% of the students responded to the question and they're all dissatisfied, but you know, they're all not using that service. Yeah. I'm, you know, well, may so not know that from experience. And so then you'd have to figure out like, how do you tease that out? Yeah. And, you know, and financial aid was probably not a good one to pick in that really, because this I think confuses people too. They're really looking at your financial wellness curriculum, which is about a lot more than just need-based financial aid. And so that, so I agree that, that maybe they should rephrase the questions, but we're not here to critique. So no way, because we love them and support them massively. Okay. And then uh, Tanya is going to talk about one of her um, favorites or kind of this issue around site team and their recommendations versus LCME. And tell us about, yeah. Right. I just want to give my real world experience that, that in, our, in our LCME visit, the site team had one set of con uh, concerns for citations. And when we got our final report after the LCME met, it was different. So that those two do not need to align. You can get more, you can get less. And, and uh, we were sort of shocked actually at, at some of the items that were brought up at the site visit and then disappeared on the final report and those that, re that did appear that were not on our radar. Yeah. So we were surprised, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really, really think, good point. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll say the radar piece is interesting, you know, like where some, you know, there is that concern of schools saying, well, they didn't bring it up to us. So it's like, we didn't even have the opportunity to like defend it or describe it during the site visit because 
likely they might have predetermined something just based off of the DCI. So again, to your point of like something not even being on the radar, it's like a mixed bag of, you know, who brings it up, doesn't think it's an issue, thinks it's an issue. Yeah. And, and I also think people may not be aware that this team that comes to visit you, like, like Tanya said, they're not the ones, the LCME makes the final um, declaration. The LCME committee does not see your DCI and all the supporting documents, which when I actually first found that out, I was in shock. I didn't realize that. The only group that sees your entire DCI and supporting documents is that site team that comes. And that's why they write that, they write their recommendations. And the rest of the committee is going purely off the report that that team does. And, and I think that's um, I think that's an interesting, interesting method. Um, but nonetheless, that's the way it goes. So do you know, Jenny, do they get the supplemental data that you you provide during the visit? The, does that go to no. No, no just the happen? report. Just the, into the report. Yeah, yep, yep. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. And the other thing to know too, and this is actually very fair, I think, as long as they haven't changed the terms of it since I was on the committee, that um, when the LCME committee meets, if there's somebody on the committee that was actually at the school, they actually do have to refrain from comment to be fair to for other schools that didn't have somebody on the committee that was at the visit. I think that's a very, very, very fair um, rule that they have. Um, so that so that a site visitor because you know sometimes I was actually on the site visit I'm on the committee and I'm just squirming in my chair wanting to say something but I can't because that's not fair to to other schools and that sort of thing so I think that's a that's a good thing that happened so for sure um, well those were our top three from uh, MythBusters feel free to drop us a line or tell us what were your favorites from the MythBusters and we'll be back after the November no there's no November secretary call is I there? don't think there's one until January. Oh. Gosh, we won't be back until January. I mean, unless we want to debrief um, LSL, because yes. um, I think most of us will probably be there um, at yeah. Learn Servaline in Seattle. So there will yes. be an LCME session, which I think they scheduled on purpose during the exact time I have to present on a panel. Oh, so. <laughs> I feel like it was on purpose, but I know everyone will take really good notes and tell me all about it. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, well, we'll see a lot of you at Lean Serve Leave. Wear your Christmas Strategies t-shirt. I'm just kidding, I don't have any t-shirts. But <laughs> as I say, I don't I don't have one. But okay. you could make one and then and then we could wear it. Okay. Um, all right. So that's, that's all I got. We're gonna, gonna end this particular call. All right. And all right, thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks for our guests for joining us today. See you.